Hello and welcome to the Back to Basics Health and Fitness Podcast. This is the official podcast of the Above Par Fitness Coaching. I am your host, Peter Romaker, owner of Above Par Fitness and coach of athletes and everyday gym goers of varying goals. To connect with Above Par Fitness, you can go to above.par.fitness on Instagram. There's no spaces and all lowercase letters. To connect on TikTok, you can go to above.par.fitness. Again, all lowercase, no spaces. And to connect on YouTube, it's just above par fitness, no dots, no spaces, all lowercase. And of course, if you're interested on one-to-one coaching, you can reach out to me through any of these uh, social media channels and get connected. So today we're going to get into episode two of season one, which is about training basics. And this episode is going to be about some information that I wish that I'd had when I was a beginner in the gym, when I was just getting started on my health and fitness journey and just beginning to train in the gym. So without further ado, let's get started. So today we're going to talk about just some basics for training program design for somebody who is pretty much a complete beginner in the gym. We'll talk about some movements that you should start with if you're new to the gym, and then movements that I highly recommend that you learn over time. That should be the basis of your training programs. We'll talk about how to spot somebody um, when they're performing an exercise, as well as basics for gym etiquette. So training program design for beginners in the gym. I recommend starting out with a total body split where you're training three days a week and each of those three days you're training every muscle group of the body and likely doing one exercise with probably three to four sets per exercise. And I recommend doing this for about a month um, for somebody who's a complete beginner, never trained before, never lifted weights, and then doing a little bit of a deload after about three or four weeks of training um, with the deload consisting of training twice per week um, with uh, higher repetitions, probably in the 15 to 20 rep range, and uh, just uh, doing two full body training days during that deload week. If you do want more information on training program design, um, you can check out the first podcast that I did, which is training periodization. So check that out on my YouTube channel. And I recommend that um, beginners don't start training to failure immediately. This is due to safety reasons um, and just the fact that when you're a beginner, you don't need that much of a stimulus to be able to make gains. So let's make it take advantage of getting the most from the least. So I recommend using the repetitions in reserve concept and starting out with um, a repetitions in reserve of three for the first month of training. So this means that when you're performing an exercise, 
and in a set of that exercise, you'll do um, repetitions within the rep range that you've specified. So say 10 to 12 is your target rep range, and you want to be completing your target rep range with about three repetitions left in the tank. So say you'd pick a weight that would allow you to do 12 repetitions with the feeling that you could have pushed out about three more if you were to train to failure. So then we take and apply that concept to the successive months. So say month two for a complete beginner, let's go down to repetitions in reserve of two. So let's get a little bit closer to failure on each sets. And then month three, let's get down to repetitions in reserve of one. So one rep from failure on your sets. And then month four, we can try finally getting to complete muscle failure on exercises. Um, here I recommend doing a repetitions in reserve of about one to two on all sets except for the final set, and then on the final sets of exercises doing repetition in reserve of zero, which means training to failure on that final set of each exercise. And I recommend doing this um, total body training three days a week for about three to six months for somebody who's a complete beginner in the gym and then eventually transitioning to an upper lower body split and training four days a week meaning you'd have two upper days and two lower body days in a week of training so let's talk about some movements that i recommend complete beginners starting with so for complete beginners who don't have really any training experience, the safest bet is to start with machines um, as they allow for a greater control over the weight and movements, um, a reduced chance of injury because the movement pattern is pretty much set and um, out of your control and um, just easier to set up um, and overall able to achieve a more consistent movement pattern for somebody who hasn't trained before. I would also recommend starting out with single joint free weight movements. So a single joint movement is where there's only one joint that's moving. Um, an example is doing a biceps curl where you're curling, you know, from uh, the starting position by your side up to the shoulder using your arm, doing something like that. Um, and I recommend single joint free weight movements because they're just easier to perform and less risky than multi-joint movements or compound movements, um, such as doing like a squat or a barbell bench press or a barbell deadlift or something like that. And they also allow for the development of coordination that we can apply to compound movements, which we're going to talk about next, which is something that I recommend all beginners work on learning. So movements to learn over time. These are going to be your multi-joint movements, also known as compound movements, where we have two or more joints moving in the given exercise. So why learn these? These are going to be kind of the bread and butter, the basis of your training program um, pretty much throughout the entire time that you train, which is hopefully for your entire life for the health and longevity benefits. And these movements are going to allow for the greatest uh, muscular and metabolic stimulus as compared to machines and single joint exercises, which do have their place. But again, these compound multi-joint movements should be 
the basis of your training program and are something that beginners should slowly learn over time and learn to perform safely. So barbell movements, I recommend, of course, learning how to squat, deadlift, do stiff leg deadlifts for hamstring development, um, learning rows, and of course, bench press. And when it comes to dumbbells, kind of similar movements, um, bench press, shoulder press, rows, stiff leg deadlift, and I'm sure people can think of more to add in here too, but these are kind of some of the basic uh, multi-joint movements that should be learned. And just want to note here for beginners, when you're performing movements with a barbell, it's important that you always use collars or clips that go on the ends of the barbell to secure the weights, just in case you're off balance or something, then you don't have the plates sliding off of the barbell, potentially injuring yourself or somebody else. So how can we learn how to perform these exercises, especially when it comes to compound movements or multi-joint movements. So for starters, and this is actually what I did, I used the exercise finder on bodybuilding.com, which pretty much has every single exercise under the sun, along with educational videos and a little kind of text description with guidance on how to perform the exercise. This is what I did to learn exercises. I've never had a personal trainer I've never had a coach. I've learned everything through reading and application, trial and error. Um, so for this, if you're going to do that, you'll need an account. So pretty easy to set up. Or you could hire a good personal trainer who's going to be there in person. Uh, challenge here is that it's difficult to find good personal trainers at gyms like um, Gold's Gym or Crunch Fitness, Anytime Fitness, whatever it is that's in your area. There's a lot of people out there that, you know, they get their PT certification and they really don't know um, anything about training. And you see them um, basically teaching ineffective and unsafe methods of training to individuals. So you, so you got to be careful if you're a beginner with hiring a good personal trainer. It's kind of good to go by word of mouth and look at the results that um, personal trainers have gotten for their clients. Um, or you could find somebody else at the gym who looks like they know their stuff. Um, just observe their training, um, look for kind of a methodical approach and, you know, does their body exhibit, you know, the, you know, results or proof of having, you know, trained for many years and um, appearances as though they know what they're doing when it comes to um, training and periodizing their training programs and such. So... As always, though, when you're learning new movements, especially new compound movements, definitely start with lightweight and focus on form. Get your form down, then increase your weight and progressively overload for those gains. Ah, spotting. So this is a very important topic, especially if you're going to be pushing yourself in the gym or somebody else is pushing themselves in the gym and they need somebody to be there to spot them to ensure that they either a don't get injured or b can perform the set to failure and pass failure with some forced reps so spotting is basically just closely observing a person lifting and intervening to help them continue the set when they would like you to do so or intervening 
to help them avoid injury in the sense that they're failing, they can't move the weight any further, they need somebody to help them get the weight back to safety. So when you're spotting, you must pay excellent attention and have appropriate stance to support the person safely if you're going to assist them. Of course, this differs based on the movement that you're going to be spotting a person for. And we'll go over some movements. There are more too, but these are some of the basics that apply to different barbell movements and different dumbbell movements. So if you're spotting somebody who is bench pressing, you should stand directly behind the lifter at the head of the bench. And if you're going to put your hands on the bar to help them to move the weight, you should use an under over grip. So one hand under palms up, one hand over palms down so that you can control the bar in a safer manner if they do need assistance. And when you are assisting that person performing the bench press, when they do need help, if they're still able to move the weight, they're not facing an injury or something like that has happened, and you're trying to help them get some additional repetitions, you should make sure that you're helping them in a manner that allows the weight to move in the natural movement pattern that you've seen them moving the weight in for each of the preceding repetitions that they did without assistance. And this is going to make sure that it's as natural of a movement pattern as possible for that person and also helps them to avoid any potential injury that could come from um, spotting that person in a manner that moves the weight in a movement pattern that's not natural for them. So squat. If we're going to be um, spotting somebody for the barbell squat, we need to stand directly behind the lifter as close as possible. So you're pretty much going to be up in their business. And if they truly need a spot and, you know, they need that support, this is necessary. So just deal with it. If you're going to do so, you're going to squat with the lifter through the movement. So when they squat down, you're going to squat down behind them. You're not going to be touching them until they actually need the support. If you do need to help that person perform the movement to get the weight back up, you're going to put your arms under their armpits and then around their torso. So you're kind of like giving them a hug from behind. And you're going to help them stand back up with the bar, kind of pulling them upwards. Not pulling them backwards, but pulling them upwards in the movement pattern that they have been performing previous to you helping them. And lastly, dumbbell pressing movements. So with dumbbell pressing movements, you need to make sure that you set up with an appropriate stance. So if somebody's doing a dumbbell bench press, you know, lying on a flat bench or something, you're going to have to be kind of um, down on the floor, maybe kneeling or having one knee on the floor and the other um, foot on the floor. Or if you're spotting somebody for a um, seated dumbbell press, you're going to be doing that in a standing manner. So kind of differs based off of the dumbbell movement that's being performed. But when you're spotting for any sort of dumbbell pressing movement, you get that stance down. And then if they need assistance, you grab their wrists um, with your hands. You don't grab their hands. You don't grab the weight. You grab the wrists. So put your arm, your hand around their wrist. Don't squeeze it too hard and provide enough force in their natural movement pattern 
so that they can continue the movement. And of course, if they're, you know, if they, they fail, they're facing injury, then you need to help them lower the weight safely and get it down to the floor. Gym etiquette. All right, guys. So number one, wipe down equipment after you use it. So use, use whatever the gym provides or bring your own towel, bring your own cleaning solution. Just wipe it down. Nobody wants to sit in your sweat to perform their exercise. Next one is re-racking your weights to all of the proper locations. Put them on the appropriate um, racks for the um, size of the weight that you're re-racking. Nobody wants to put away your weights as well. So let, let's be mindful of others. Put away any attachments or equipment that you use. So if you're taking off an attachment on a cable machine and you're going to you know, switch it out for a different one, go put the attachment away and then put on the attachment that you use. Just be courteous of others. Don't make a mess. Make it easy to find the attachments or the equipment. Uh, let others work in with you. This is something that I don't see a lot of people doing, and I see a lot of people having trouble with this. You know, 20 years ago or so, this wasn't really an issue. It was normal to let others work in with you on an exercise, which means that, you know, one person does the exercise and the other person takes a turn at doing it while the other individual rests. Um, this is something that we can do to allow more people to use the equipment that they want to use. So if you're using a piece of equipment and somebody else wants to use it, you know, if they're not even, if they're not asking, you can go up to them, just be courteous and say, hey, you want to work in? I'll do a set, you do a set. And then both you guys get to benefit. Or, you know, don't be shy, go ask another person to work in with them so you can do the exercises that you want to during your training session. Of course, be courteous of others if you choose to take photos or videos. So try not to include others in your photos or videos. And if you do include somebody else in your photos or videos who was unsuspecting, go and ask them to make sure that it's okay to use those photos or videos. And of course, if somebody wants to walk through the area that you're taking a photo or video within and gets inside of the frame or, you know, ruins the shot per se, it's not not their fault. And they're in the gym, they're a paying member, and they have access to everything in the gym, and somebody shooting a video or taking a photo does not get priority over those who are not doing so. So just deal with it, reassess, try to retake the photo, and move on. And lastly, just be kind and encouraging to others. It's okay to go up to somebody and say, hey, great job. You know, I've seen you making great progress here or like that was a great lift, something like that. We don't see it as much today because, you know, most people are in the gym on their headphones or looking at crap on their phone during their workout instead of focusing on their workout. And uh, nobody is really, I could say, aware of what others are doing. And a lot of people are afraid of saying things to other people, but it's okay to talk to other people. It's okay to be encouraging. And it feels really good when somebody comes up to you and notices your progress, notices the work that you're putting in. So as long as you can do so in a respectful and uncreepy manner, be encouraging to others, say nice things, you know, 
try to help people out and motivate them to continue going. And that's it for today, guys. This was um, kind of basics for beginners in the gym, just to try to help people get oriented to training in the gym, which can be kind of daunting for somebody who has never done so before. So again, if you guys have any questions, you need help with a training program, nutrition planning, um, supplementation guidance, anything at all, um, this is what I specialize in. So reach out for coaching services or just, you know, drop a comment or a question on my social media. Again, you can find me on Instagram, on TikTok, and on YouTube. Just search above par fitness. And um, yeah, I look forward to talking to you guys again in the future. Thank you.